Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone. <laughs> uh, welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. The reason I'm laughing is because this is the fourth, one, two, three, no, fifth, the fifth time I am doing this introduction. Uh, because, yes, this week's podcast is going to be an epic one and has taken me more than a few tries. And I'm hoping that this time... Uh, yeah, fifth time's a charm, I guess. But hey, welcome. This is the Big Rab Show podcast. If you're just joining us for the first time, then what a time to join us. Uh, but welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And, uh, yeah, like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. So if you would like to help support us, then you can. You can go over there to Patreon, click on support, and get your mitts and all that extra stuff. Now, I have to say, this week's episode of the Rab Show podcast has taken forever to put together. And I have to give a huge shout-out to the Rab Show team in that back room who have been working away like mad people over this last few days, it's just been insane. So folks, given the title of this week's episode, you're going to know exactly what we're going to be talking about. It's a huge topic area with a lot of very high emotion. And we'll talk more about that later in the show as we get into the topic. All right, so I just know a lot of folk right now will be anxious to hear what we have to say about this subject. So we'll get to it. Alright, later on in the show we will talk about it, but up until then, you're going to have to deal with everything else, I guess, as we go through all of the admin. So that's our introduction, check out our Patreon, tick the box, all that stuff. Now, yeah, I did say that you're joining us at quite an interesting time because, uh, yeah, because of what happened and that huge announcement and the title of this week's episode, um, we have a lot to deal with and... Mm, yeah, that's going to be a strenuous podcast, but we'll do what we can to get through it, folks. All right. All right. Well, as I say, you know rightly what we're going to be talking about in this week's topic, but do stick around for what's happening in the beginning of the show, because we do have a lot of very interesting ground to cover. Of course, as we always do, the piping scene is not just that one big news story, that one big headline, uh, but there's been a lot of other good stuff happening aside. So we'll talk all about that, of course. All right, now with each and every episode, of course, we open the door to our listener mail. And uh, yeah, let's get into some listener mail here, actually. Uh, we got an email here from Igor Griffiths. He said, hello, Rab. He said, the Red Hot Chili Pipers are a great example of the benefits of both worlds. Ah, right. I guess this is hearkening back to our episode asking, is competition necessary? Do we need competition? So he says, yeah, the Chili Pipers are a great example of the benefits of both worlds. They have a pedigree. Because many players came from grade one bands. And now they're using these honed skills to push the limits of their instrument in a concert setting. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That, that Yeah. We have said it many times before that the Chili's 
do come under criticism because, you know, they'll go on stage and play their ACDC and all that kind of stuff. And people ridicule them for that. But honestly, they shouldn't because they're all, at one time or other, competitive grade one musicians who really do know how to handle that set of pipes. And they're just having fun with it, you know? So, yes, a great example of that, Igor. Uh, he goes on to say, Competition is an indication of where you stand amongst your peers and allows others to understand your capabilities when considering you for a concert. Yeah, so that's uh, food for thought there. So thank you so much for your email. Uh, we did get other uh, emails of the same sort of arc, again, using that same example of the Red Hot Chilies, being a perfect example of people who can... Yeah, put themselves in both worlds, in the competition world and also in the performance world. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, that, I guess it's a question, do we still need competition? One of which may well um, inform this week's conversation. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> we're not getting into that just yet. Uh, another bit of listener mail then came in from Ravi, or Robert Garnet, uh, Granite here. Chickers, I can just about talk. This one came in from Robert. Uh, he says, uh, Big Rab Show team. 2023 is off to a flying start. Give him the beans, Rabbi. <laughs> uh, he says, cheers to yourself for punching back at the haters, the greasy vermin that they are. Uh, there you go. And the rest of the email he sent is unreadable. Uh, but yes, thank you, Robert, for that. I appreciate appreciate it. And uh, yeah, of course, it's hearkening back to our episode of Hater Mail, which has got quite a reaction from the piping scene, I have to say, uh, <clears throat> very entertaining as well. So again, thank you to Nathan who voiced that. Uh, he did a fantastic job. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that episode of Hater Mail Part Two, go and listen to it. It is quite good. Uh, a, a lot of folks were saying just how entertaining it was, uh, but also how we kind of rolled with the punches. Uh, so yeah, go and check that out. Yeah, believe it or not, we get Hater Mail, and I have absolutely no doubt that we're going to get some Hater Mail after today. Uh, we're going to do what we can not to, though, but I have no doubt we will. Anyway, the <clears throat> next bit of uh, listener mail come in here from Big Dave. Big Dave, you legend. He says, uh, what I say to the haters, uh, if you don't like the show or what Rab does, number one, stop listening. Number two, you try doing what the team does. See if you can do half as good a job as the Rab show team does. <laughs> or number three, Get a life and stop your crying. <laughs> oh, Dave, you legend. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> he goes on to say, those uh, who think the podcasting is too long are try listening to it in parts. Yeah. I.e., take it up until Rob's tea break and then go and listen to the next part another time. Yeah, so that's a good suggestion. Indeed. Big Dave goes on to say, um, your wee son or daughter's band not filmed? Well then, you film it, and then send it to Rob. Uh, yeah, that's a, we've suggested that a few times. Uh, but hey, there you go, good suggestion. He also says, uh, you can please some people some of the time, but you can't please all the people all of the time. Keep up the good work, we Rob, from Big Dave. Dave, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. And yeah, we've got a lot of uh, listener mail following, uh, I guess, our hater mail episode, which a lot of people really seem to enjoy. So yeah. Uh, messages of support and other you know messages coming in saying that they found the haters hilarious about how they found the smallest little thing wrong with the show and blew it into a completely mountainous issue and uh, speaking of mountainous issue we'll talk about one later uh yes this is hanging over us isn't it we'll get through all of this 
And we will get to that mountainous issue. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, speaking of mountainous issues, go and check out that episode of Hater Mail. Uh, has spawned a lot of listener mail. So thank you, everyone. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Yes, that's our listener mail for this week. And each and every week, by the way. Uh, so I have no doubt this week will definitely generate some listener mail. Uh, so there will be very strong opinions on this. And... Uh, uh, right, I, I keep going on about the topic. I have to ignore it for now. Or should I ignore it for now? Yeah, it's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Disappointment. Yes, disappointment. I'm sure you know why it is our word of the week this week. It has kind of permeated the air since the announcement dropped on the 5th of February about the title of this week's episode. Yeah, the British Championships are essentially cancelled, in case you haven't caught the news. Yeah, 5th of February, RSPBA came out with a big announcement saying that unfortunately the board of directors, despite their best efforts, have been unable to secure a sponsor for the British Championships in 2023. Yeah, now the board of directors, uh, yeah, they formed a working group and all of this now to try and work out an alternative approach uh, to how can they actually hold this. We'll talk more about that, of course, in the topic, but throughout all of the the flinging that's been going on online, on social media and in our email box and on weekly drones and all of it, I think the overriding feeling from everyone on the piping scene right now is just one of disappointment. It's disappointment from the band's point of view. Everyone who are going to be competing on the day, you know, the drum majors included, it's just disappointing. But also for the stewards, the judges, you know, even the officials themselves, who I'm sure were looking forward to the British Championships, this is disappointing for them as well, you know? The loss of one of our major championships is not to be sneezed at, and of course will inspire our Word of the Week this week which will permeate every aspect of our show this week, because that's all the piping scene seemed to be talking about. And yeah, disappointment is this week's word of the week. And I'm sure you guys would agree on that one. Ah, well. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial.
Rob, what's the crack this week? Hey Rob, what's the crack this week? Hey Rob, what's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi Rob, what's the crack this week? 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 Uh, believe it or not, now, away from the announcement and everything that we got, there has been other stuff going on in the piping scene. And the crack is this week is that the National Piping Centre are continuing with their daily videos. Hashtag PipesIt 2023. And if you haven't been catching up with those, uh, we'll talk more about that in a moment or two. Of course, the big concert happened this past weekend at Celtic Connections. Names and places uh, to a rave roaring success. And we'll talk more about that, of course, as well. We have crowned our BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year. And we'll talk more about that. The draw for the New Zealand Nationals uh, has now been published, and we'll talk all about that. Yeah, the action of piping uh, down under in New Zealand is certainly hotting up, so uh, a lot to unpack there. And the RSPBA Northern Ireland branch unveiled their brand new strategy for 2023. We'll talk about that, of course, and all the news and updates. So, uh, that's pretty much it for What's the Crack this week. Of course, yeah... Another bit of what's the crack, which is all anyone's talking about, is that cancellation of the British. And we'll talk more about that, of course, later. But let's get on to all the news and updates then, shall we? Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Yeah, now, um, well, the first news story that we have on our list here is, of course, that brand new strategy that was published by RSPBA Northern Ireland. Now, this has kind of been buried underneath all of the latest news story, I guess, but I did want to talk about this. RSPBA Northern Ireland uh, last year, of course, had rebuild, rediscover, all that stuff. I can't specifically remember it now, but it was all, yeah, it was really catchy at the time. And they've now come up with this brand new strategy for 2023, and it's equally as catchy. I love these. Uh, So they've come up with every beat, every note, every flourish. Now, isn't that encouraging? Yeah, whenever you read the press release, it says, Our aims, whilst fluid, are mainly focused on our passion for pipes, drums and drum majors, as well as our people. Everyone has a role in achieving our aims and realising our goals as we go forward together into this season and beyond, with all the challenges both on and off the competition field. There you are. Through focusing our intentions on the things that matter most, we feel that we can succeed better we believe that every band matters every contest matters every college student matters every tutor matters and in keeping with our main passion we think we can illustrate what matters most going forward with our new tagline every beat every note every flourish which is perfect Oh, so encouraging to see this coming from a branch even, never mind Northern Ireland branch. But yeah, it's great to see such a great, interesting strategy. Now, they've also not come out with this catchy tagline, but they've come out with ways that they're going to try and achieve this this year. They're going to obviously have a, you know, a 
hopefully continued support with their bands and players in the best way they possibly can, but also that they're going to strive to promote the musical community that reaches out to everyone. They'll also develop and maintain mutually beneficial and strategic partnerships with other bodies and organisations for the benefit of everyone, and they'll hopefully continue to promote and represent piping and drumming and drum majoring throughout Northern Ireland and further afield. For more information, of course, on all of this, you can go and visit the RSPBA Northern Ireland website. It's all up there. They've detailed this in a big full press release about what they hope to achieve this incoming year under this new strategy, every beat, every note, every flourish. It's really encouraging, actually, to see such proactive action uh, here by RSPBA Northern Ireland. Uh, Yeah, the branch is doing some very positive things at the moment. So, yeah, shout out to RSPBA Northern Ireland. Uh, yeah, so the branch there doing something really quite incredible. Great stuff. So, yes, as mentioned in What's the Crack, I have to mention the Celtic Connections Festival and that massive pipe band concert that we've been talking about now for weeks. Names and Places 2023 hit the stage. In, or- in honour of pipe major Ian Duncan, can I just say it was just incredible i but i didn't personally manage to get to it unfortunately uh, but a good number of my mates all did and a lot of you actually were messaging me throughout going oh my god rab this is amazing um if anything one of the highlights of the show actually was the national youth pipe band of scotland a lot of folk were actually really impressed with the talent of the youngsters on stage and the the quality of the music that was produced as part of this. So I have to give a huge shout-out to Lauren McDougall, to Kenny, to everyone there involved in the organising team, putting this all together, and to everyone who hit the stage, of course, and producing some of this blistering music. I have to give full congratulations. It was a real cracking good way to kind of wrap up Celtic, I guess, and, yeah, has had rave reviews ever since. You can go to pipesdrums.com where there is a review of the concert, but unfortunately it's behind a paywall, which I'm not sure why that was chosen. Uh, But it's behind a paywall. So if you're a member of pipesdrums.com, you can go and view it. But if not, then hey-ho. You can go to bagpipe.news and they've given their own views on it as well. So, yeah, you can do that. And, yeah, there's loads of different articles all across the the internet now talking about this concert and just how epic it was. So, yeah, well done to everyone involved there. I think that concert was a roaring success. Well done. All right, away from Celtic just for a short while. But, yeah, just wanted to let you know that the... The judges have been selected for the major championships this year. Uh, the ones that are running, that is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stop it, Rab. Yeah, on the 3rd of February, uh, yeah, it was published on the RSPBA website. Uh, all of the details of your judges for this incoming season have been published. So, yeah, if you're going to be competing at this year's Euros, the Worlds, the Scottish, the UKs, all that stuff, you can go and check that out now and see who will be the person behind the clipboard watching you. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. I do know some bands out there who do tailor their performance to help suit, you know. We do know that certain judges before prefer a more traditional approach, whereas some could be a little bit more forward-thinking and uh, into the more modern stuff. So bands do tailor their performances accordingly. So, yeah, go and check that out. The adjudicator selections have all been allocated for this incoming season for your majors. Go and check it out. It's up there now on the RSPBA website. There you are. 
I have to give a shout out to Denny and Donny Pace Pipe Band. Uh, they're in, they're looking for anyone interested in lifting a snare or tenor drum with them this incoming season. Now they're going to have two bands. Of course, they'll have a Grade Four development band as well as a Grade Three A uh, band. So they are interested in anyone who's interested either in Grade Three A or Grade Four. So if you want to take up the challenge with Denny, go on the Denny and Donny Pace Bay. Give them a shout on their social media. Or you can contact their lead tipper, Bruce Smith, uh, via his social media. Or you can email him direct on brucesmith363 at gmail.com. There you are. Or even you can get a hold of us here in the Big Rab Show. And Yeah, there you are. Denny and Donny Pace with both bands actively looking for snare drummers and tenor drummers. Fantastic stuff. So, yes, as mentioned in What's the Crack, I have to give a mention to the National Piping Centre and to Dan Nevins, who are continuing with their piping challenge for this month uh, called Pipes Out 23. Yeah, so if you haven't checked out any of these videos, by the way, they're absolutely brilliant. And, yeah, oh, I, I managed to catch quite a few of these live, actually, and really cool. Uh, so shout out to Dan Nevins, who are hosting this every day on a range of different topics. Uh, the last one I think I watched uh, was on goal setting, which was really interesting. Uh, you know, uh, how to set your own personal goals with your own piping, but also, you know, to go and chase your dream, uh, to possibly go and play in the gold medal and, you know, tread the boards at Glenfiddich. You know, how do you take the interim... Inter- what do you call it? Incremental. There you go. Those incremental steps to make those big dreams come true. It's very, very interesting. Uh, so go along, check it out. The National Piping Centre on their social media. They've been thumping the videos out every day on this. And it's just fantastic. You can get involved as well uh, by using the hashtag PipesOut23. So go along, check that out. National Piping Centre. And shout out to Dan Nevins, by the way. These are all brilliant been thoroughly enjoying these and uh, no doubt i will be delving back through these again as well because I, I did manage to miss one of them right enough on tacoms so i'm gonna have to have a joke at that my tacoms aren't great if i'm honest so i maybe could use some help to that so yeah thanks dan <laughs> so yes as i managed to tease in our watch the crack yeah we did manage to crown our bbc radio scotland young traditional musician award over the closing of celtic connections and i have to give full congratulations to amy lawrenson there you are congratulations amy uh, so yeah for folks interested you can actually go back and listen to it again on the iplayer as far as i'm aware uh, or bbc sounds as they call it now uh, but yeah i have to say that what a cracking competition and for all of those young musicians who were part of it again so many blistering performances it, it'll make your head spin you can spend a long time delving through all of those if you want to again they're all up there on the bbc iplayer you can delve through them or even if you want to you can go to hands up for trad on their socials and they have a lot of the performances listed there as well so, yeah, quite a blistering competition. A lot in there for piping fans, but for trad fans as, as well, of course. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Amy. Full congratulations. Crowned the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year 2023. That's still quite a mouthful, isn't it? They, they could shorten that down, <laughs> I reckon. But there you go. Full congrats, Amy. Uh, cracking stuff there. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, speaking of trad music and everything, I have to give a shout out to, well, Brebach, of course, one of my favourites. The guys at Brebach are out there in Chicago at the minute. They're doing a little bit of a US tour at the moment. Uh, so for anyone out there in the States listening right now and you're maybe fans of Brebach, then maybe check them out on social media where they've published all of their dates that they're hoping to accomplish over the next few weeks over there in the US. So, um, yeah, they're not just, you know, staying in Chicago. They are touring around the US. Uh, so, yeah, go along, check out the guys at Brebach. They know how to put on a blistering show for sure. So, uh, go and check out their socials for details of where they're playing next. And they could be playing next to you, you never know. I have to give a shout out this week to Preston Lodge Pipe Band. Go on, Preston Lodge! Now, you might wonder, why, Rab? Uh, well, for good reason. If you haven't been following them on their social media, of course, well, they are doing a little bit of fundraising... Um, that would tick some guts to do. Yeah. The drumming tutors at Preston Lodge are going to be doing a skydive. What? Are you insane? Yeah, they're doing a sponsored skydive to help raise money to get some new drums for the Preston Lodge Pipe Band. I think they're absolutely insane. Uh, but you can go along and check out uh, the Preston Lodge Pipe Band on their social media. And they have links and everything there to their Just Giving page. And uh, yeah, so go along and sponsor these folks. It, even for just the sheer guts of jumping out of a plane just so the band can get some new drums. That's mad. I think that's one of the the craziest fundraisers I've heard of in a while. So shout out to the drumming tutors there, Preston Lodge. Clearly you're a lot braver than I I don't think I'd ever jump out of a plane, uh, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Skydiving to raise money for brand new drums for Preston Lodge. So that's cracking stuff. Good luck, folks. Uh, so, yeah, go along, check them out. Preston Lodge High School on their socials and all the links are there for their just giving and help them, yeah, get these brand new drums for jumping out of a plane. Cheekers, that's crazy. I have to give a mention this week to Katie, the Wheeled Piper. Now, a lot of you folk out there, of course, know Katie very well. Uh, She's been on the pod here before, of course. Well, she published a bit of a video on her own social media there about a day or two ago now, uh, talking about her brand new wheelchair. Yeah, because we were talking about her GoFundMe and everything, about how she was trying to raise funds and everything to get a new chair to enable her to compete, you know, to be able to access the arenas and places that... Previously, were kind of inaccessible to her with her electric chair. Well, this one, the chair that she has now, has larger wheels and is able to deal with you know rough terrain, which would be a competition field. Uh, so yeah, the video that she published has showed them working on the new chair and yeah, making them to measure so she can sit in the chair and actually play the pipes. Yeah, so th- this is brilliant. So yeah, she's given a shout out to the company who are helping her develop this chair, and uh, I think it's uh, Albion Mobility Limited. There you are. So a big shout out to them who's helping Katie design her new chair uh, to give her access to piping competitions. Yeah. So if you do want to go and check that out, go and have a look at The Wheeled Piper on social media. But shout out to Katie. It's great to see that, you know, all this work behind the scenes and everything. Uh, but yeah, we hope this will bring you, yeah, a little bit closer to getting into that circle. And I do hope to be reporting one day, uh, yeah, that you're out competing with the pipe band. Yeah, that would be fantastic. So there you are. Shout out to the Wheeled Piper and uh, the development of your brand new chair, Katie. That's smashing stuff, yeah. Okay, as mentioned in What's the Crack, I have to give a huge shout out to, yeah, the New Zealand Nationals. Now, we've been looking forward to this now. It's, it's hard to believe it's only a few weeks away. 
Yeah. So it's early March this is happening. And yeah, we have grades all the way from grade one down to 4B. Uh, we have bands aplenty. Now, looking at grade one, of course, we have Auckland and District, the New Zealand Polis. We have Manawatu, Scottish, of course, Canterbury, Caledonian, and of course, the ILT. City of Invercargill uh, will be there in Grade 1. In Grade 2, we have St Andrews College. Yeah, we have the Celtic Pipe Band from Nelson. We have Metro Scottish Pipe Band. Yeah, Wellington Red Heckle, of course, and the Mighty Hawthorne making the trip all the way from Melbourne. There you are. So, yeah, that's Grade 1 and Grade 2. Now, I could, again, read a hashtag list and go through your Grade 3, 4A and 4B. You can go and check all of those. Uh, but, yeah, suffice to say, the New Zealand Nationals are shaping up to be quite... A huge event, and uh, yeah, I will definitely be tuning in for this. Uh, so, as far as I'm aware, there haven't been any announcements yet about any online live streams. We do hope that there will be one. We're holding on to hope that there will be one, uh, but uh, again, we've not been provided with any links or anything yet. But as soon as we do, we'll certainly share those out on our socials. Uh, so... Yeah, we do know that the association put on that live stream themselves. They invest the money and they provide it. Uh, so, yeah, it's just incredible to be able to tune in and catch the action internationally. So, really looking forward to the New Zealand Nationals. Uh, looking at the lineup here, it's going to be extremely competitive. Now, I mean extremely competitive. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, so, yeah, New Zealand Nationals just around the corner. No doubt we'll talk more about it, of course, as they get closer. Uh, but, yeah, a lot to look forward to there. Oh, and just by way of a bit of an update, I suppose. Did you guys catch um, Dragon's Den on the BBC? Remember I was talking about it last week, how Robbie McIsaac uh, was going to be on there from Flux Solutions? Well, did you catch it? Oh, well, if you didn't, don't worry. You can go along to the iPlayer and watch it back again. It's just brilliant to see bagpipes being played on Dragon's Den. It was just class. Uh, So shout out to Robbie, who didn't get the investment that he wanted. Spoiler alert. Uh, But, hey, he he still managed to appear on Dragon's Den, which helped his business, you know, massively. Apparently, after his appearance on the show, he had a huge impact on the global market with lots of overseas orders all pouring in as a result. So, hey, it had a positive impact. So there you go, Robbie. It's brilliant to see you on Dragon's Den, mate, and to see bagpipes represented on such a huge stage like that. And uh, also to see the product, you know, the Flux Blowpipe being represented to a non-piping audience. It's quite an interesting one. Uh, So well done, Robbie. Absolutely. Round of applause for you there, pal. Well done. All right, moving on. I have to give a shout out to Belfast Tradfest. Yeah. Now, they've been making all sorts of announcements and stuff over this last while about different concerts and things that are happening all across the city. Uh, But for us piping fans, of course, there is... uh yeah, lots to get your teeth into. Now, I did mention before about a competition that's being ran as part of Belfast Tradfest where you can earn yourself a spot at the Lorien Festival. Yeah, did I mention that? Of course I did. Uh, well, yeah, on top of that, we also have all sorts of incredible workshops for Scottish small pipes and for Highland bagpipes as well. And yeah, for full information, go along to BelfastTradFest.com. You can go and check out all your dates and all the gigs and stuff. It's all running from the 25th through to the 26th of February. So just that weekend is for your workshops at the Ulster University. So go along, BelfastTradFest.com. There's a wealth of stuff there now. that seems to be every day. Uh, the festival is now announcing more and more that's happening. And uh, yeah, it's just impossible to kind of try and keep up with it all. So that's the, yeah, that's the update I'm giving you. Go to the Belfast Tradfest website and go and check it out for yourself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, I know this is possibly old news by this stage, but when I'm recording this tonight here on the 8th of February, there is right now a pipe major and leading drummer meeting happening with RSPBA Northern Ireland. Again, a Northern Ireland branch doing something kind of proactive and involving lead tippers and pipe majors from across the diaspora of Northern Ireland and asking for their opinions on things. That has been such a great development, one of which I'm definitely behind. Uh, Whenever the first meeting happened last year, when they pulled in all the pipe majors, lead tippers and asked for their opinions on things, such a positive move to have that two-way communication and so hey it's continuing right now as i'm recording this uh, via zoom so there you go uh, shout out to rspba Nornarn again of another very positive step but yeah pay major and lead drummer uh, meeting happening right now on zoom and if we do have any more you know outfall from this and the coming meetings and everything there's going to be meetings aplenty i hate i feel over this next while there's going to be so many on well the topic of the week i guess yeah there's going to be a lot and we will bring you all of that information as soon as we get it now speaking of all the information uh, there was a recent publication of the yeah the minutes of the board of directors directors meeting which happened on the 28th of january which does help kind of inform the discussion of what we're going to be talking about in this week's topic yeah so if you are interested you can go back and read out those they are very very interesting in places uh, so yeah the minutes from that board of directors meeting on the 20th of january are all published now and uh, it does make for some very curious and very interesting reading Hmm. Well, yeah, and we'll get into that in this week's topic, I have no doubt. So, I guess at this point, I've kind of exhausted everything that I possibly could. Let's get into the next bit, shall we? Let's put some dates in our diary. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments, crafted from the finest materials, using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. It's time for Dates for Your Diary, here on the Big Rap Show podcast. Yes, indeed. Time for Dates for Your Diary. And this weekend sees the Leinster Solos, which are happening in Rush National School there in Rush. So this is all a week ahead of next week's All-Ireland Solos, which will be held in Listener-Garvey High School on the 18th of February. Uh, so if you are looking a bit of a run-out, I suppose, ahead of the All-Irelands, well, yeah, there was your opportunity. So the Leinster Solos this weekend in Rush National School. And, yeah, next weekend is the All-Ireland Solos. Indeed. Now, 
We mentioned it in previous pods, of course, but for dates for your diary, yeah, Piping Hot Summer Drummer are opening its doors again from the 23rd of February through to the 26th. And yeah, that's a lot to look forward to there. Yeah, they have published the full details of the alumni and everything that you should expect there from that school. And of course, along with all the details of how you can enroll and get involved. So the dates again, 23rd to the 26th of February for Piping Hot Summer Drummer. There you are. Okay, closer to home here in Northern Ireland, Ravara Pipe Band are opening the doors for a table quiz. This will be held in Ballygown Presbyterian Church Hall on Saturday 25th uh, of Feb and the doors open at half seven, £6 per person and they encourage you to bring the whole family. Yeah, so proceeds on the night will help go towards helping support Ravara Pipe Band for this incoming season. So there you are, get that date in your diary folks, that's another one for you. Alright, moving swiftly on, of course, the next day that we have is the Kids with Cancer Charity Night. Yes, the 4th of March in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown. That's just around the corner, folks, not long from now. Uh, so, yeah, you can see Inverarian District in concert, of course, and the mighty Fred Morrison amongst a host of other great musicians who will also be in attendance. Yep, yeah, there's just too many to list here. Uh, but, yeah, for full information, you can check us out on The Big Rab Show. We've published all of it, of course, and even talked about it in future uh, previous pods. Uh, so, yeah, you can contact us or Gary Smith to get your tickets. Yeah, Kids with Cancer Charity Night, 4th of March. This is shaping up to be a big pre-season party and raising some much-needed money for charity as well. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, on the 24th of Nar- uh, March, yeah, we are heading up to Derry for the Mickey Daly Charity Night. Yeah. Now, we'll talk more about that in future episodes of the podcast, but again, this is just a dates for your diary. Well, I think that's pretty much it for dates for your diary. We'll maybe expand on it more on next week's episode. But yeah, as I've said, this has kind of been hanging over our heads for the entire show, hasn't it? And you might have wondered, hey, Rob, you haven't done Weekly Drone yet. No, we haven't done Weekly Drone, and that's been intentional. Because we're about to get into it. We got so many weekly drones that would make your head spin. Uh, So we're about to do that. We're about to make your head spin. But before that, time for me to get a cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnut, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The Basin Tenors now come with Georgian Oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. (laughs) Oh my... Where do I start with this? Like, seriously, where do I begin? Uh, this seems to be a story that dates back all the way back to, like, 2019. Depends on how experienced you are with all of the the goings-on, I guess, of the piping scene from that time. Because it seems to be that this story, this topic of the week, harkens back to all the way back then. And it's crazy to think that something can rumble on that long, uh, but it can, and rumble on it has. 
<laughs> I think we've looking we've looked back on the Rab Show here all the way back in episode one two four, right? Episode one hundred and twenty four. It was called Time for Change. There was two articles published on pipesdrums.com that were written by Scott Curry at the time. And this all talked about the potential problems that were foreseen in the piping scene. And we talked about it here on the podcast. And, well, me risking repeating myself. A lot of what was published on those two articles is kind of ringing true today. And... Yeah, a lot of people are kind of sitting back and saying, well, I told you so. <laughs> um, if you want to, you can go back and listen to episode 124 of the Rab Show pod. All right, take your time, go and have a listen through that topic of the week and everything. And there's links in there as well to those articles that were published. Um, definitely very interesting read for sure. And seeing where we are now in 2023 and how we're now in this situation where the British Championships gets cancelled. Yeah. Uh, because these folks that all the way back in 2019 are now rubbing their hands going, I tell you, I told you so. And if anything, uh, if you are interested, Scott Curry has been continuing his commentary on this situation on his own social media. You can go and uh, look at a post that he's published just there today, actually talking about the same situation. Uh, so, yeah, I'll just I'll paraphrase here, but he goes on to say that, you know, how long before the Scottish Pipe Band competition scene collapses how long is it until this happens he says he doesn't believe that it can continue on its current path for much longer maybe over the next three five years and it could possibly yeah have to fold and if you haven't been following all of the debacle that's been going on since 2019 then i don't blame you uh, there has been so much intrigue and drama and all of it it's just it's intense that's that's the word I'm going to use. It's been intense. A lot of it stems from the money that was sitting in the RSPBA bank account all being spent on the redevelopment and the redoing of their headquarters building. Now, we all know that this was needed at that time to a degree. There was a fire at the headquarters building there in Washington Street in Glasgow. There was a fire. It yeah took out the roof. We know this, and uh, the insurance company came in and said, "Okay, yeah, well, you know, well, we value the work at being at like a hundred odd k or something to fix your roof and get your building back in working order." However, the, the board of directors at that time decided, right, well, instead of just doing the insurance job and fixing the roof and everything, we're going to refurb the entire building. They then went ahead and spent spent one point five million of the association's money that was sitting in the coffers and they redone the whole building. Now, my understanding was is that all of this work was uh, carried out. Um, it was all a little shady at the time. There was a lot of questions at the time asking, well, was there a tendering process? Uh, you know, how did we reach uh, the contractor? Uh, you know, how, how did we pick a contractor to do this job? And those papers have still not appeared uh, we've been told that there was a, a tendering process but there's been no evidence of that we've, we've no clue uh, but there's also been a lot of questions saying well this decision to spend the 1.5 million that was it ever put to the membership and yeah i think evidence shows that no it wasn't uh, it was decided that this was of the best interests uh, by the board of directors who carried out that decision and they came along and informed members that hey this is what's happening folks we're spending this money they are. Uh, we're doing up the headquarters. Class. Now, th that's another matter. 
So we talked about that at the time. You remember it all. Oh, Jakers, I think we'd done like part one, part two, part three of this uh, story at the time. I'm sure you all remember it. So that money was spent. It's gone. It's history. If anything, the RSPBA uh, nearly ended up insolvent. They nearly ended up broke as a result. I think they left eight grand in the bank uh, when they should have left about 250 grand in the bank. So, yeah, there was a little bit of nervousness around at that time going, well, can we still sustain an association here? What's going on? And then around that time, good old COVID rolled in. And then the furlough scheme helped kind of keep things afloat for a bit. You know, with the government paying through the furlough scheme, they paid wages and everything for people there who were unable to work in the building due to the pandemic. So that kind of helped things keep afloat. And during that time as well, a lot of loans and stuff and grants and different things like that were kind of brought in to help keep things solvent and keep things moving. And then, of course, we had the rebuild, rediscover, reconnect and all that kind of stuff. And the 2023 season managed to open the gates. And we are now where we are now. Now, we are waiting on an AGM, an annual general meeting, uh, the 92nd of which, uh, and yeah, we will ha- we have details of that, but we know what's about to happen. And uh, yeah, we are hoping to get a financial report to see exactly where the association is financially. Now, if you are interested, you can go back and actually look at the association's accounts. They're all published publicly. You can go and review them all at your leisure. Y- you know, just type it into your search engine, RSPBA accounts. And you can go all the way back, I think, is, uh, to 2011, I think, is when the, they were first published. Uh, so you can go back and review them all. It's very interesting stuff to see what the association spend their money on. And also why perhaps these competitions are working out to be quite expensive. And so whenever they're going to a council area or a location for a competition, the association comes to them and says, right, we're going to hold the British Championships in this place in your hometown and this is how much it's going to cost for us to run it Uh, so they give them a price now what makes up that price is quite interesting and there's a lot in there that arguably could be reduced quite easily and uh, arguably a lot of people argue this point saying that yes yeah the cost of running competitions could be kept down if certain corners could be cut belts could be tightened and uh, that argument continues. So, I guess that's brought us up to a certain point. And I want to start getting into some of the weekly drones we've received. Now, I have to give a full disclosure. The views that are expressed in these weekly drones are not that of us here on the Big Rab Show or the Big Rab Show team. All right? All we are doing here is opening the microphone to the pipe band world. Now, it's interesting that everyone in the piping scene has chosen to use our weekly drone feature rather than sending us a direct email. The reason being is because if you send us an email, there's a chance that I could read it out, that it's from Big Davy or whoever. I could put a name to it. And there's identifying factors there. And a lot of people in the piping scene are too scared to talk. There is a genuine fear of reprisal out there if someone opens their mouth and talks about controversial topics like the one we're talking about today that there could well be repercussions so they use our weekly drone feature because they know it's a it's anonymous there's no identifying factors at all and it gives people a voice so on this week's show the voice that is being expressed the opinions all of that 
is not that of the Big Rab Show team, but it is that of you guys, the piping folk, who listen to this show each week and, yeah, send us in weekly drones when things go wrong. And this has certainly got wrong. <laughs> Gone wrong, I should say. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'll read through the full statement here, first of all, before we get into weekly drones. RSPBA uh, put out the statement saying about the British Championships. Unfortunately, the RSPBA board of directors, despite their best efforts, have been unable to secure a sponsor for the British Pipe Band and Drum Major Championships in 2023. The board of directors have recently formed a working group to explore if an alternative approach is is viable for the delivery of this championship and will be consulting with branches, local contest promoters and organisers with a view to hosting specific championship grades at various local contests. What? That's an interesting one. So, for example, I think what the idea is here... Let's say, okay, we're going to have the Grade 1 British Championships held in a competition in air. Let's say that, right? And then Grade 2 the following week will be in Cookstown, right? Uh, So that's your British Championship for Grade 2 in Cookstown. And then your Grade 3 Championship uh, will be held in Gurick. Yeah, so you have to go to Gurick for your Grade 3 British Championships. Uh, So week on week, it's going to be a different competition, different venue, different grade. I think that's the idea. Sounds all a bit confusing if you ask me. And it does kind of dilute the local competitions a little bit. You know? Uh, Because everyone then in that case will not be focused on the other grades of that day. They'll kind of be kind of swept under the rug a little bit. Who cares who's the County Antrim champion that day? Because they've just crowned the British champion in a certain grade. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, who cares who's the champion of Grade 2 in Cookstown because that was the Grade 1 competition for the British. Do you know what I mean? It's a little odd. But that's what the working group are working on. And we do expect to see an announcement on the 10th of February on the RSPBA website on the direction forward for this. So this is how the RSPBA Board of Directors envision the British Championships moving forward this year. It's all a little confusing, isn't it, folks? And, uh, yeah, even us here in the Rab Show team here are piping fans and we deal with this stuff every week. Uh, This is new. This is new to us. Uh, So, yeah, it is confusing, even to us piping fans. Uh, So, yeah, we will continue to follow what the board of directors decide to do with the British Championships. Uh, Up until now... Yeah, I think the word on the street is that it's cancelled. There's no British Championships happening. There's no major. They won't get a sponsor for it. They they won't be able to find a venue with anyone, uh, you know, ponying up the money to run the championships. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's raised a lot of questions and a lot of very angry and hurt people are out there in the piping scene. So we opened the doors to our weekly drone. So... Let's open that microphone then, shall we? And JD has been putting the work in. Can I give a shout out to JD? JD, you absolute legend. Yeah, he's been working tirelessly on all of these. Now, I have to say, there's been some weekly drones that we did get in that we just simply couldn't broadcast. Uh, A lot of them were, yeah, filled with swearing and all sorts of crazy accusations that we just could not broadcast. So, hey... 
to all of those really angry people out there, apologies, but your weekly drone is unbroadcastable and we couldn't bring those to the show. Uh, We've also got quite a funny one to bring you at the very end here. That's kind of lighten it a little bit. Uh, But first of all, let's get into the first weekly drone then, JD. It's the weekly drone. The British Championships. Would have been nice to have over a million pounds in the bank for situations like this. The association wouldn't be hamstrung by local authorities and could have supported their own event costs. The body that paid into the association could have reaped the reward for their dues. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, you know, members have been paying in dues and fees and everything to the association now for yonks now. And it seems to be the running mantra of RSPBA at the moment, you know, consistently reminding people to pay their fees. Uh, because even when we're talking about this upcoming AGM, uh, only bands and members who have paid up all of their fees will be invited to that. Uh, yeah, it's in bold practically underlettered, you know, underlined. It's, yeah, it's out there. A very stark reminder that you will only be invited to the AGM if you have paid your fees. Uh, so, yeah, the paying of fees and value for money and all of that does come into the argument here. And, yes, having a million quid in the bank could definitely have helped in this situation, I would argue. Perhaps if, you know, not being unable to secure a sponsor for this event... Perhaps the RSPBA could well have funded it on their own. That's been suggested. However, I'm going to offer a counter-argument here. If the RSPBA were to fund the event themselves out of their own pockets, then what's to stop them from doing this for other major championships? And why are they asking for sponsors? If that's the case, then other events that are under contract, there's nothing very much to stop those sponsored events um, to be unsponsored and those companies just to simply walk away and so well we're not getting any value for money and you folk can afford it so um, you don't need our help uh, so that's very much a big risk here uh, so at the moment we do have competitions happening they're in the calendar they're marked down and uh, yeah as far as I'm aware most of them are all taking place apart now from the British who were unable to secure a sponsor so well I don't know. It's it's a valid argument. To have that money sitting in the coffers certainly would have lessened the blow here. And I still believe that a competition still would have been possible um, if they had that money to fall back on. Uh, but they don't and have been unable to secure a sponsor. So the event doesn't happen. Easy. Well, not so easy, I guess. But there you go. That's where we are. Let's move on to the next weekly drone. There's plenty of these, by the way. It's the weekly drone. I don't see how having specific grades having British titles at minor competitions would work. If a minor competition in May, for example, is given the British title for grade 2, many bands would need to flock to that competition. This can cause many problems. In some instances, minor contests happen on the same date. Does the RSPBA want you to support the British Championships branded minor contest? rather than attend a local minor contest in much need of support? If specific grades, given the British title, happen later in the year, does this change all playing requirements? For example, 
would grade two bands attending minor competitions in May now play their sets for Ireland-UK championships rather than the medley set that they are working on for the British championships in May? Lots of questions I believe many people would ask. I understand this would be an extremely stressful time for the RSPBA. However, I believe their announcement should have been much clearer. We have waited for so long for this decision. Why would they not have waited five more days to put out a statement with a full plan moving forwards? That's a very valid point there, Weekly Droner. We've been seeing this happening this last while from uh, the board of directors. They've been publishing lots of little announcements and stuff, you know, at the most inopportune time. And even, you know, at the small hours of the morning as well. We've been noticing that. Uh, can we remind you about the announcement that came from the board of directors on Christmas Eve? Yeah, that we were going to Aberdeen for the Euros. Just sprinkle that in there as a Christmas gift. You know, happy Christmas, happy Christmas Eve. Here's an announcement for you about the Euros. Uh, so, yeah, that com- completely came out of the blue. And this one that happened on the 5th of February, again, I don't believe has been published anywhere on their social media. They've just dropped this onto the website and then hoped that nothing would be said about it. Um, so it's been very odd. The communication has been forthcoming, but it's done at times where you know, will hopefully have the least amount of impact. You know, so this was published on a Sunday where people were maybe spending time with friends, family and all the rest and maybe not, you know, flicking on their phones or looking at websites and trying to find out what's happening with the British. But you guys know, piping fans, we're kind of obsessed and it's all we're ever looking about. So there you go. Uh, So yeah, the communication that's been happening from the board of directors has been odd to say the least. Um, They are trying to keep us as informed as possible that's to be commended, I have to say. Um, but there is the flip side of the coin. There's been some announcements saying that there is... Here, we're having an announcement to say that you're getting an announcement on the 10th of February. And that's what this is. Uh, but at least they've told us now that the the British is by all the means dead in the water. Uh, so, yeah. But as for your comments there about you know the utilisation of local competitions, yes, we're very aware that a lot of the local regionals um, you know, both here in NI and across the water in Scotland and further afield, they do have dates that clash. Certain bands do have to kind of pick and choose which competition to go to. And yeah, if you favour one local competition over another by declaring it as the British Championships, um, yeah, I'm sure the other competitions will have something to say about that. Because, yeah, RSPBA are supposed to be supporting all competitions to help further the instrument and its music and all of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, if they decide to try and possibly sink one local competition, it won't go down too well. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a very, very tight tightrope for the board of directors to kind of get to the bottom of this one. I just don't know how they're going to accomplish it because not only that will they have, you know, clashes of dates and locations but as you mentioned there plan requirements that definitely comes into play uh, you know will you be picking your msr sets your medleys which are you going to be looking at any particular weekend uh, this will change every band's possible practice strategies as well because we do know the plan requirements alternate from competition to competition and if we're going to have a random british championship thrown in the mix there somewhere that will change everything with bands preparations so 
Hmm. As you can imagine, this is interesting to all bands listening right now. Uh, just how will they handle this British Championships? Because it will affect their preparations for this incoming season. And uh, yeah, 10th of February, folks. Yeah, that's just a couple of days from now, on Friday. So be sure to be refreshing the RSPBA website and to keep your eyes out for this uh, for this big announcement as to what they plan to do with this. Uh, I'd be very curious to find out how they plan on going forward. All right, let's get into another drone then, shall we? It's the weekly drone. The fact bands are paying full fees when we're not getting a full season? Maybe time for another association if the RSPBA can't provide an adequate season. Yeah, that's been argued uh, over this last while across our social media, actually. Uh, It's been featured on our Facebook page. We've got quite a number of tweets about this as well on Twitter. And even last night on our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, a lot of folks were saying, well, should we now receive a reduction in our fees? Uh, Because we're not receiving the full complement of competitions, uh, being that we're now losing a major. Uh, There's been also a few suggestions as well that are the RSPBA breaking their own articles of association. And I don't know, there's been some arguments on that. I'm not fully convinced that that's the case. It does say that they have to maintain competitions, I guess, and major championships, but it doesn't specifically say five. Uh, So, yeah, I guess... It's one of those things that could be argued out, I guess. But I'm not the person to have that argument. Um, But, yeah, just to say, should we see a reduction in fees? I don't know, if I'm honest. I doubt it very much at this point that we'll see a reduction. Uh, But we do know from previous years, we've seen it from other branches, other associations, that they did reduce their fees if they were unable to have a full season. Over the course of the pandemic, of course, we've seen it there in the United States and even Canada. I think Australia did it as well, uh, where they either waived the fee altogether or they reduced it as a result. So whether we will see that happening now that we've dropped a major championship, don't know. There certainly is an argument there for it. Uh, So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I, I, I guess I have no answer for you, Weekly Droner, but it's a valid question, one of which I can't answer, unfortunately. All right. Next weekly drone. It's the weekly drone. Association dues. Renewing dues for another season and contemplating on all the money we are spending. What do we actually get out of paying dues? As in the actual financial breakdown. Is there a tangible return on investment? Do some associations do it better than others? Hmm, do some do it better than others? Um, that's arguable, I guess. You could talk about that and compare one association to another, one branch to another, I guess. That's an argument you can have. Um, but tangible, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess one person's success is not someone else's. Everyone measures success and you know value for money differently. Uh, but I guess what we have here, again, harkens back to that previous weekly drone, saying, well, now we have one major championship less. Uh, Will we now see less Jews? Uh, So I don't know. 
the, the lot of questions on Jews and fees and everything, uh, which is interesting in itself. Obviously, we know that bands are still continuing to struggle and rebuild post-pandemic, and we are seeing a reduction in band numbers. And so, yeah, fees obviously coming high on the priority list for a lot of our weekly droners. Uh, so will this be a future question that will be posed at the next AGM? We hope so. And yeah, I guess hopefully we will see some direction on this uh, once we have our announcement on the 10th of February on the future of the British Championships and also what will happen with your possible banned dues as a result. Now, I have to say, not only has there been a lot of talk on dues, but there's been also a little bit of development uh, with brand new positions within the RSPBA themselves. The board of directors, of course, are the folks who are the guys making the decisions, and it is the board of directors who have essentially put us in this situation. The board of directors have been unable to secure a sponsor. So that's where the responsibility lies. Also, when you hearken back to all of that, Hashtag headquarter gate, I guess, uh, whenever they were redeveloping the headquarters, John Hughes and all of those other folks who were involved at the time, uh, you know, as part of the board of directors, there was a lot of folks all involved in the decision making process to spend that money to redevelop the headquarters. And there was statement upon statement upon statement throughout all of it. And we do remember mentioning it all here on the Big Rab Show team about the decisions that were carried out uh, on all of it and Then, of course, we talked about the retirement of John Hughes himself. He did decide, right, I've had enough now, I'm stepping away, I'm retiring. We reread that story in Rab Show and we bid him farewell. Uh, So, yeah, I have to say that the vice chairman currently at the moment, Paul Brown, apparently Paul has indicated that he is going to be retiring this incoming season, uh, which is absolutely gutting, if I'm honest. Uh, Paul was an absolute asset for a lot of bands folk here, uh, you know, both locally and internationally as well. Paul worked tirelessly in that role as vice chair of the RSPBA. And yeah, I think he has made all sorts of indications to say that he will be stepping down from his position of vice chair. Now, One story that really did kind of come as a shock came from the minutes that were published from the last meeting of the board of directors. I did mention that we would be referring back to these. Uh, Yeah, there has been an indication, well, an appointment. John Hughes is back again. John Hughes is now back as a director of the Lothian and Borders branch. He's been voted back in. Now, this came as a huge Huge surprise to a lot of folks who were thinking, wow, we did not see that coming. Uh, John Hughes, who stepped down and retired and stepped away from everything, uh, all the work that was going on. And of course, during all of that controversy and everything that was going on, yeah, it was a very difficult time for the piping scene. And yeah, John has now stepped away. Well, now we're seeing he's now stepping back. And now that Paul Brown is stepping down as vice chair... Apparently, now it's been rumoured that, uh, yeah, John Hughes is pretty much odds-on favourite to get that vice chair position. Now, we know, according to the minutes as well, that he has been proposed for that position. Uh, So I guess whenever it comes to the annual general meeting, there is an opportunity here for John Hughes to take that position as vice chair. Now, that in itself 
it's unsurprising because we know that John Hughes has a wealth of experience in that role. He was vice chair for a good number of years. He was actually chairman himself for a good number of years as well. And was at the forefront of a lot of the big decisions on that of which that we're talking about here today. Uh, but John Hughes, um, yeah, can be seen by some as a largely controversial figure. Uh, some people... Yeah, there's not a lot of love lost there, I guess. Uh, But John Hughes has had his fair share of controversies over the years, and of course, the redevelopment of headquarters being one of them. So now that we're seeing John return from retirement as a director from Lothian and Borders, that was shocking. But now also seeing that there is the potential that he's, well, he has been nominated for the role of vice chairman. It's in the minutes here. Uh, So Paul Brown stepping down. That's awful news. Uh, we are very sad to see Paul go. He's been, as I say, an absolute stalwart, I guess. He's been incredible. Uh, but now we have John Hughes, who has the potential to step into that role. It's just very shocking, I guess. Uh, so that that was one thing that came across from those minutes. We'll get back to the weekly drones in a second. I am talking about these moving and shaking of positions within the board of directors, which is very curious. And very interesting, I guess, as well. So not only that, but we also seen in the minutes from the last board of directors meeting that this was one of the points of discussion about the nomination of a new vice chair and John Hughes's name was put forward. But also, there was also a mention in there about one of the uh, proposals that was uh, slapped down at the last meeting, I guess, and voted down by bands. And that was that the directors wanted to pay themselves an allowance for attending a competition. Now, I'm not talking about expenses. I'm talking about an allowance. Yeah, directors had suggested at a previous AGM that, yeah, that they would have their expenses covered, of course, their meals, their drinks, their hotels, their travel, all of that stuff. So they would have that covered. That has been being covered now for years. Uh, But they also put forward the suggestion that they they should be paid an allowance to attend competitions as well. So that is like a flat, it's either a flat fee or an hourly rate, I'm not sure, but there has been a suggestion that at least, yeah, that directors have requested that they get an allowance for attendance of competitions. As, as I said, this is being talked about again. It's, yeah, it was voted down at a previous AGM and it's now been brought again to this AGM again. So will we have a different decision this time? Will va- will bands vote for it and then we'll start paying directors? Or will they vote it down again and the directors will not get uh, an allowance? I- it's going to be very interesting to see how that develops. But the reason I'm mentioning this in the first place is because John Hughes himself, a very controversial figure in the piping scene. Some would, yeah, would mention that John was potentially the, yeah... John is at the forefront of all of the decision-making, I guess, at this point. And some of the decisions have been, yeah, not popular with the piping scene. And so now we have the potential for John to be back in that vice-chair role again. It's going to be interesting to see how that develops. But also, at a time of crisis, when we're talking about the cancellation of major championships, rather than talking about that, the board of directors are talking about paying allowances. Does that does that make sense? Doesn't to me. Uh, so food for thought. I guess this is where our catchphrase comes in. Draw your own conclusions there. Anyway, let's get into the next weekly drawing and move this topic on, shall we? It's the weekly draw. The British Championships. 
The idea of British championships being split up and used at minors, for me, won't work. Many bands have feeder bands, which the higher up band would help set up on the day of the contest. And being in different locations, this wouldn't be possible. Having grades split would leave the minor branch competitions effectively worthless, and with branches putting in a lot of work and effort to get them running still after COVID, it wouldn't be fair on the work done by the branches to see them become effectively worthless. Ah, yeah, Weekly Droner, that is a fair point as well. A lot of those big high-up bands do have feeder bands, and that will have a knock-on effect, especially if they do decide to choose a minor competition to host a British. Interesting thoughts there, and another kind of spoke to the wheel, I guess, whenever they're considering this. Um, Yeah, as I said, this announcement on the 10th of February is going to be incredibly interesting to see how they're going to handle all of this. Very interesting indeed. Now... As I was talking about the voting of new positions and everything at this next AGM and the reappointment of John Hughes as a director of Lothian and Borders and the potential uh, for John to step into this role now and be voted in as vice chairman of the association has been controversial to say the least and it has drawn some commentary. Uh, so yeah, here's another weekly drone. It's the weekly drone. When you've hit rock bottom because you spent a million quid with a dodgy builder that went under before finishing your job, and you're too skint to pay for your own event because sponsors don't want to touch it with a 10-foot barge pole, what else could possibly go wrong to make things any worse than they currently are? I know, like a big, manky Glasgow seagull rising from the gutter with a drunk's leftover kebab and its beak. Welcome back to the board of directors, the very person who got us into this mess in the first place. John Hughes. I kid you not, John Hughes is set to make a comeback at the AGM as a director for the Lothian and Borders branch and is favorite to walk straight back into an elected position as if nothing's ever happened and none of this is happening. Is this actually acceptable to anyone, or is everyone just sick and tired of it all and couldn't care less? Oh, that's a controversial drone right there. Now, again, I have to say, these are not the views of the Rab Show podcast, (laughs) okay? These are not our views. These were sent in anonymously to us via our weekly drone. So, yeah, I have mentioned John Hughes by name, uh, of course, because we've talked about him, of course, on previous Rab Show podcasts, uh, being at the forefront of a lot of the decision-making at that time uh, when they were talking about spending this money in the redevelopment of headquarters. Of course, Ian Hamilton and other folks at that time were involved as well. Uh, So, whether it was specifically John, I don't know. Honestly, cannot lay claim to that at all. Uh, but John was certainly on the board of directors at that time. He was part of that decision-making process. Uh, those folks at the board of directors who decided, right, we're going to spend the money, folks, and we're going to do this, this, that, and the other, and then ended up in the situation that we are in. So whether we can apportion blame fully onto John 
no, I don't believe so. I, I, yeah, if anything, I will fight his corner there for sure. Uh, but yeah, John was certainly a part of that decision-making process. But yeah, it is shocking that to see John back again. I guess following his retirement. Uh, yeah, we, we remember reading the story at the time that John had decided to step away, and you know we had all said our goodbyes at that point. There was, you know, obviously there was positives and negatives that we spoke about at the time when John did retire. And, and yeah, we were moving on, I guess. Uh, so yeah, as sad as we are to see Paul Brown stepping down from that role at vice chair, we think he's done a cracking job, honestly. He's yeah, I think uh, all things aside, you know, that's a very difficult job, and Paul has definitely been stellar in that position. And we know that John uh, John Hughes himself can do a good job as well. He's definitely well experienced in that role. It's just over the years there's been some controversial decisions. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it here. And our weekly donors certainly didn't sugarcoat it either. Uh, but it does kind of portray the shock that has come across uh, with the appointment of John. And the possible shock that could occur if John does get voted in as vice chairman. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, but right, let's move on away from talking about voting into positions and names and apportioning blame, I guess. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. Give me another weekly drone, JD. It's the weekly drone. Board failure. Coming from a well-known band in Scotland, I must say that I am utterly disappointed that the RSPBA board and their staff have failed to secure a sponsorship deal for holding the British Championship major this year. Fans need to look beyond the now familiar ambiguous statements from the board and get ready for plenty more if rumors of Hughes making a return are true. These statements, whilst mostly few and far between and carefully posted at a random time of the day or week, they tried to quietly make excuses and apportion blame everywhere else but their own doorstep in Washington Street. And it happens time and time again. From now, member bands need to ensure that this latest shambles of the British isn't just accepted and glossed over as, oh, it's just the way it is and it's no their fault. It is their fault. It's not that band's fault. It's not the various council or sponsor's fault. Many bands and stakeholders knew this was coming a few years back. Some even stuck their heads up and spoke out. No one listened. In fact, they actively rallied together to discredit those bands and individuals at meetings and on social media branding them as morons and troublemakers and individuals intent on destroying the RSPBA. Well, these troublemakers weren't the ones splashing the cash on hotel and travel expenses and lavish building refurbs. We are all now in this position that these very troublemakers warned of, and we don't even have a safety net of reserve funds to stand on our own feet for once. Again, another thing bands and individuals warned of before, during, and after the money was all splurged up to do up a building. And we still don't even know what was actually done or how the money was spent properly. Just remember, lads and lassies, you can A hold a British championship in Washington Street. 
you can't even hold an AGM in it. Some could say those bands and individuals now have the last laugh. Thing is, no one is laughing. This isn't a joke. It's happened and is continuing to happen. Bands, stakeholders, individuals, and even the directors themselves need to learn lessons of the past. Those acting on their own or as a collective group who made bad decisions need to realize and accept that they got it so badly wrong and now member bands and the public in general will suffer. It isn't Vladimir Putin's fault. It isn't Brexit's fault. It isn't COVID's fault. And it's definitely not the band's men and women's fault that the organization is now in trouble once again. It is the fault of the leaders. This may be a hard pill for them to swallow, but to be honest, for the sake of the organization and everyone, all directors should definitely now be reflecting on their positions. And perhaps it really is time for them to do the decent and honorable thing and resign. Resign now before there is simply nothing left to resign from. It's time for a new chapter, time for complete reform, time to rethink the whole model, and it needs to start now. Oh, some very strong thoughts there from that weekly droner. And yeah, I have to again just put it out there that yes the board of directors is a collective of people again we are not pointing the finger at any one person here i know we did mention john hughes by name and a few other names as well uh, but it was a collective decision there was a group of board of directors here who made these decisions and as our weekly donor did say there whether it was an individual or a collective decisions were made mistakes were clearly made and we are now reaping the consequences. And as the weekly donor mentioned there, warnings were definitely uh, put out there time and time again by numerous bands and individuals across the pipe and scene, you know, about this money being spent and what would happen if you do. And, hey, you just have it spent now. Uh-oh, well, I hope this doesn't happen. And then suddenly, bang, it happens. And now we're in the situation we're in. And... uh yeah, as I mentioned at the start of this week's topic, they're kind of sitting back now and rubbing their hands, not with glee, I have to say, and, you know, full of I told you so, uh, but uh, they're certainly filled with, well, come on, I seen it coming, you know, <laughs> I think that's kind of harkens back to word of the week then, disappointment, and that's where we are with all of this, it's so disappointing, everything, uh, so, yeah, thank you, Weekly Droner, as for all of our directors to consider their positions and to resign. I think that's maybe a bit strong. Uh, On my opinion, that's a bit strong. Uh, Yeah, there are certainly a lot of directors in here who are working tirelessly day and night to make our piping world, yeah, what it is. And to make it better, I have to ask as well. You know, a lot of these folks work insanely hard to make our piping scene great. And a lot of them, honestly are incredible and i would sing their praises all right i know i know i'm standing up for them but honestly i cannot thank them enough for what they managed to pull off post pandemic the 2022 season honestly was amazing and i have said it time and time again um yeah but the reopening of the gates of the 2022 season was a moment that i will never forget and one of which i think the piping crowd 
honestly, kind of took for granted. You know, the magic season happened as it did, and there was very little in the way of thank yous to our board of directors, to our association for that matter. Uh, But yeah, I think it was an incredible achievement and full credit to everyone involved. But that's when decisions are made and they're made in the right way. There was a lot of decisions before all of that, however, that were made perhaps not in the right way and without consultation and, you know, consideration being given to, well, what do the bands want? And, yeah, I guess we are now in this spot where we are right now and we're left to deal with it. Uh, So... I guess this future AGM will definitely be one that is going to be interesting. And also, I have to stress that it's going to be one that you will want to attend. Now, I know I stress this every year. I'm, you know, I'm sure you're all sick of hearing me say it, but the annual general meetings and branch meetings and that, for that matter, are vitally important. You know, situations like we're in right now with the cancellation of the British, and it's all going to be talked about at the AGM, I've no doubt, along with these incredibly important roles of responsibility for decision makers. Yeah, bands have the opportunities here to affect change with their votes and their voice. If they object to something, if they're not happy with a certain situation, then go to your AGM, go to your branch meeting. Raise your voice and, yeah, apply your vote and how your band feels strongly on a certain topic. That's where you go to do it, folks. You know, all of this situation, I guess, will be raised and discussed at the annual general meeting in March. And I guess this is going to be one that I will be following along with great interest. It's shaping up to have a lot of intrigue, (laughs) I guess. And uh, yeah, this next weekly droner has quite a good suggestion, uh, one of which I think will make you chuckle. Uh, but when you get a load of this, it's the weekly drone. A funding suggestion. The RSPBA could easily get out of the mess they're in by hiring a scriptwriter and selling the story of the last five years' shenanigans to the producers of Dynasty for a star-studded 40-episode prime TV soap opera called Washington Street. It would be an international smash hit that would put a good few million quid in the coffers to fund the organization's priorities, like premium office furniture and director's expenses to keep them in the corporate comfort they've become accustomed to at the expense of their championship schedule. Yeah, I like that, you know. But honestly, folks, if you were following this story for the last five years, as we have here in Rab Show, you would honestly think it's a soap opera. You know, you you couldn't write this story. If you were watching this in a movie or a sitcom, for that matter, you would think, no, that's completely unbelievable. That wouldn't happen. Seriously? You know, you know, the antagonist wouldn't do this. And, oh, this, you know, come on. But, yeah, I love that. I love that. The, the funding for selling a screenplay or something called Washington Street. I love that. That's a great idea, Weekly Droner. Um, <laughs> whoever you are. Uh, so, yeah, I think the depth of feeling on this topic has definitely been reflected. Ourselves here in Rab Show, I'm going to give myself, yeah, 
Full disclosure here, we did have an interview recorded for this week's episode. We had a full topic of the week to bring you this week, which was I was really looking forward to bringing. Uh, but we have now since had to cancel that for this week. And yeah, we've had to talk all about this shenanigans. It's just simply incredible. It's a story that we couldn't make up. And it's one of which that we wish was made up. I guess I'm hearkening back all the way through to the beginning of the show with Word of the Week and Disappointment. Across all of this, the board of directors, yes, they've made mistakes. Absolutely. I think that that cannot be denied at this point. And this having no sponsor and stuff to run the British Championships is incredibly disappointing for the organisers, for the board of directors too, I might add, but also for everyone else, the competitors, the, the pipe band fans, the drum majors as well, and the adjudicators, the stewards, and for, for everyone involved, this is such a huge disappointment, I guess. It's just absolutely a no-win situation. And I do have hope, however. I'm always the kind of optimist. I do hope that there will be a silver lining here and that there either will be lessons learned from this uh, for future competitions and arrangements or, however, there may be lessons learned for how board of directors carry out future decisions and stuff and... You know, there's a possible learning point here. Uh, But also, I'm hoping that we will manage to salvage something and be able to do uh, something with the British Championship. I don't know what that something would be, but I just don't know if having it at every minor competition, I don't know if that's a workable solution. There's too many different moving parts. As our weekly droners have suggested on this week's show, There's a lot of different things to consider. If that idea is to go ahead, I just don't know if it'll work. And uh, I don't know what the possible solution is. I don't have the answers. I just don't know if that is the answer, I guess. Well, folks, this has been such a difficult episode of the podcast to put together. One of which that I have kind of agonized over for days now. Since this announcement dropped and all of the controversy, all of the online back and forth with people. There's been a lot of arguing and a lot of very uh, high emotion is the word I'm going to use. A lot of people have got very heated over this. There's a lot of very angry people out there. There's also a lot of very hurt people as well. Believe it or not, there are people who are involved in the organizing of these competitions, and to see it uh, fail like this is... Honestly, heartbreaking for a lot of folks who were involved. Uh, So the British Championships will not be happening in the format that we expected them to this incoming season. Uh, Will we see them this season? Don't know. But we do hope to have an announcement in two days' time on the 10th of February, giving us some direction on the road forward. No doubt we'll be talking about, about this more on next week's podcast. And uh, before we wrap everything up with this week's topic, I have to give a shout out to uh, Josh from the Chanter Rant podcast, who managed to reach out to Pipe Major uh, Bane, I believe. Yeah, Pipe Major Bane from the Batman from the Batman movies. Yeah, do you know him? Well, yeah. So Josh managed to get this little voicemail from Pipe Major Bane. Repo of the Big Ram Show. This is Pipe Major Bane. Before you stands a symbol of oppression, the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association, where a thousand men and women have paid dues in vain. 
You have been supplied with false idols to stop you tearing down this association. Let me tell you the truth about the RSPBA in their own words. The Batman didn't murder the British championships. We spent all the money, then hoped that noble organizers would pick up the slack. So, to our shame, build a series of precious hot tubs. But we can no longer live with our lie. It is time to trust the members of the pipe band community with the truth. And it is time for us to resign. And do you accept this organization's excuses? And do you accept the excuses of all these liars? Of all the corrupt? We take pipe bands from the corrupt. The rich. The oppressors of generations who have kept you down with myths of opportunity. And we give it back to you. The people. Pipe band is yours. None shall intervene. Do as you please. But start by storming the big rap show and freeing the oppressed. Step forward those who would serve, for an army will be raised. The powerful will be ripped from their decadent hot tubs and cast out into the cold world that we know and endure. Courts will be convened. Spoils will be enjoyed. Blood will be shed. The drummers will survive as they learn to serve true justice. This great hobby, it will endure. White band will survive. White Major Bane. Mic drop. Um... Yeah, thank you, Pipe Major Bane. Uh, your thoughts were um, interesting. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a bit of fun there, if anything. You're just kind of poking fun at the whole situation. So, yeah, thank you to Josh and the Pipe Major Bane for dropping that into. That's a bit of fun. Uh, so, but honestly, I'm trying to make light of uh, a quite serious situation, if I'm honest. Uh, a difficult one to digest. They're one of very there's layers to this folks and one of which i can't really accurately describe in one simple podcast it's a huge discussion and uh, yeah as i say it's been happening over five years now it's been kind of ridiculous if you want you can go back and listen to previous episodes of the brig rap show pod where we have talked about the redevelopment of headquarters the spending of that money and of course that episode was at 124 i think it was Uh, where we talked about the need for change and uh, all of that kind of stuff, where we talked about how these decisions were made, how the board of directors operates and how there's been mistakes made and blah, blah, blah. All of that sort of stuff was all talked about at the time. And again, we are mentioning it again here that the all of these views that have been expressed on Weekly Drone are not those of the Big Rab Show podcast. All right. And we're not publishing these as fact we are opening the microphone for you folk out there in the piping scene and the views that you have expressed on weekly drone are that of you guys the piping scene Uh, so that's what these are they're opinions they're not facts Uh, so by no means are we saying that these things are fact they're absolutely uh, the piping world's opinion 
Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who has sent in weekly drones. If anything, since I've hit record tonight, there's been a few a few more have dropped in. Uh, but I think we've bothered JD enough. Uh, there's been loads of weekly drones this week. Uh, so thank you, everyone, uh, for dropping them all in to us. And to thank you uh, to JD Ingram as well for recording all of these. JD, you're an absolute legend uh, for all of these. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so And then also, of course, to you folk out there that, <clears throat> of course... 10th of February is only a couple of days away from now. As soon as we get this announcement about the British Championships, we dare say we will be revisiting this topic again. And if, again, you do want to get in contact with us and let us know your thoughts and feelings on this situation, as we've done here on this week's pod, again, Weekly Drone is where you can go and do it completely anonymously. There's no identifying factors, so there's no fear of recrimination, as you've just heard. So... There you go. Go to our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone, and that's where you can go and let us all have it. Indeed. So, again, just to reiterate that these are thoughts and opinions and not fact. All right. So, and again, we are not standing over anything that's being produced on Weekly Drone as being our content. These are your content, the, the piping folk. So, there you are. I'm just putting that out there by way of a disclaimer. Uh, so, yes, we have talked about it. We have done the best possible job we could. Uh, But we know rightly there is a lot here to unpack that we have not even delved into in the slightest. Uh, So if there has been something that is glaringly obvious and that we have missed and we should include, then please do drop us in an email. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. And of course as well, Weekly Drone, if you do not want to have your name associated with it. Now, again, I have to stress about the importance of attending branch meetings. I did mention it there as part of the topic, but again, with the cancellation of the British and everything that's been going on, and as you've heard there about the possible new appointments and all of that, this is now the time to get involved. I have to say, (laughs) there's been no better time and no much needed time for you to attend your either your annual general meetings or your branch meetings, all of that. It's such an important time. I, I can't stress that enough. So we'll talk more about that, of course, as the event comes up. And we'll be reminding you that you need to attend and make sure that the decisions and that get made that you want to have made in the way that you want them made. I guess that's all I'm gonna where I'm gonna leave it at this point. I guess we will continue to follow the story, of course, and uh, yeah, you guys can check us out in the Rab Show socials. We'll do our best to keep across everything that's happening with the development of this, and uh, yeah, check us out. Big Rab Show on Facebook, Twitter, and our website, of course, thebigrabshow.com. And of course, don't forget to check us out on Patreon, yeah, and help support our wee show in our endeavours of covering everything that's going on in the piping scene at the moment. Uh, there's been a lot to unpack, Um yeah, and I hope that we've managed to cover at least some ground here. Uh, so, yeah, very difficult topic, an extremely difficult podcast to make, and I hope that comes across. <laughs> we did what we could. All right, that's it for another Rab Show podcast, folks. I will leave you all there, and hopefully I will see you the other side of this announcement with more good news for a change, and uh, hopefully the announcement that we're heading back to the grass for the British. Who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Until then, folks, I'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast next week. Until then, all the best.
Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. 